I feel like a lot of people kind of struggle once they have their music all together. They kind of stall out for a while and trying to figure out like what's the next piece of the puzzle that they need to create to essentially push their music further and get it kind of seen. Stuff that I want to talk about is like you you got your music, you have your songs together. It's like, what do I need to prepare next? One big thing right now is people worrying about cover art a lot of times and like how do I get visuals to back up my my music? I can speak out of personal experience. The stuff that I've been trying to do is just learn how to do Photoshop on my own. Sometimes my projects kind of need someone else's touch or like taste. Um, there's some really good spots that I can recommend to people. More so, I guess, reach out to artists and then see if they want to like make some cover art for you. Craigslist has been a huge like good thing. There's plenty of artists inside looking for uh, people to make artwork for you. So I think Craigslist is really cool. Artists on like Indeed.com I think is a really cool thing. I believe people just need is I would say like some cover art. You can get maybe some write-ups with some blogs, and that's just kind of like doing like the necessary research based on like your music. As far as uh, releasing a package, like a song mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Going off of the graphic design, I've I took a lot of time to really just like research on the internet, like Google search even, or even like specific artwork websites such as like Behance or even DeviantArt, just going through like the list of people there based off of your interests. Like yeah. And that's how I found some of my um, graphic artists too. Even just, even on Instagram too, that's another great way. And mm. usually yeah. most, most people are willing to work with you. I feel like it's just reaching out. Like we've said in the last um, live video. Half the time, people are like, they don't even search. I say reach out first and then see, like, if their vision kind of matches more so than not. People are, are looking to, to help you out. And then you said blogs. Um, YouTube channels is another thing, too, which is still relevant, I feel like. I think posting your music to, like, you might not look to monetize it instantly, but if you have songs that are just laying around and you want to promote it, send it off to a YouTuber and be like, hey, do you want free music for your intro and outro? And like down the road, maybe that channel will grow and you just get all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of views just from like that person's channel. Yeah. That or like specific like promotional YouTube channels too. Yeah. Suicide Sheep, tra like Trap Nation maybe. Mm -hmm. all, it's all genre specific, I believe. It is yeah. like in, in terms of the YouTube stuff, even SoundCloud, mm -hmm. like promotional channels nowadays. I saw SoundCloud does like the reposting thing. It's like thirty bucks a month. Yeah, it's like the cool. repost by SoundCloud, like that separate mm -hmm. company entity. Yeah. You know, if any of you viewers or listeners have that, please let us know. Let us know how it's working out for you. It'd be something really cool to try out. Yeah, I was debating about getting it, but I just wanted to hold it off for a little bit till I actually like had a release to try it out with. So there's plenty of ways to kind of get your stuff together. You're going to want to have your music all together and more or less uh, like one cohesive thing. So like artwork is probably high on the list. You want to have it all look cohesive, whether it's a single or like cohesive EPK or an album. Get the visuals all together, whether it's going to be from yourself designing it or you, you pay someone to do it. 
you're going to want to have, I would say, maybe about a month in terms of preparation before releases. That's how I look at it now. If I'm looking to release a song in like May 1st, I'm already going to be promoting all this a month prior to, and that's going to be the visuals, the social media spamming, start emailing the blogs and whatnot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. nowadays it's like preparing a month in advance. I feel like <laughs> it's no longer it's no longer like two or three weeks. <laughs> it's like I guess like having a month in advance or earlier just to plan it out usually works better. So plus, um, mm-hmm. DistroKid allows you to submit to Spotify playlists, and they typically want the music to be like two to four weeks away from release, so that they can be submitted to these blogs prior to release mm-hmm. so i think a month has been a really good time to post your music out there if, it, if it's not i don't believe you're giving the, the the song or the package enough room to breathe so that like the world's prepared to see it like if you if you spent all this time making music and all of a sudden you're like hey my track's coming out tomorrow get hyped like yeah there's gonna be people on there but like you can promote it so much bigger if you just put in like as much time as you would creating it as you would into the um the the preparation time <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah total. yeah so like speaking of personal experience i i'm about to release this ep uh the plan to have it out but like i'm gonna wait another month and start sending it around to all the blogs and email people that i've prepared send it off to either distro kit or the labels and then have like a month of waiting grace period to see like kind of what happens totally agree with that it's like even now, like labels, their like timeline to release things is at least six months for like smaller end of labels, and like for bigger labels, it's like a year, nine months to a year. I feel like we were talking about this a while back. I think. Mm-hmm. I would just say be patient when you send it. I would say one, it's like emailing, emailing the direct A and R like who would like like that music, I guess, or who like manages that music very like listens to it a lot and like goes through like the all the demos. Finding the right A and R is like very key, cause like <laughs> I thought I was sending getting about to send my music to the right A and R, but apparently it's someone different. So nothing wrong with that, but you know they Can't all listen. It. You know, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. More people. And also, I think another key point is having someone like starting out, having someone vouch for you um, is key. Who's on the yeah, label? Yeah. yeah. People like people like numbers. We live in such a digital age right now that I believe like all these contact information, where do I find A&R emails or like, it's out there. You just got to dig a little bit more. Um, go look at LinkedIn. That, that's a great source. Yeah. There's so many, I've gotten so many A&R emails just like searching like who owns the label of Monster who owns uh, Viper Records. It's, it's so it goes endless and like all their names are out there. You just search for it. Exactly. And start compiling, I would say, like an Excel document or like a word sheet of just like the record label, the A&R email, their name. Uh, it's like a list, you know. Yeah, a list of just like everything. So you, when, you, when you have all this new music, you can just kind of go back to it rather than spending a bunch of time searching for the same thing every single time. Like over the years, I kind of accumulated like a good amount of information of people I find interesting that I can send my music out to. Plus, mm-hmm. it saves me a lot of time. Plus, it's like you can kind of forget who's who in, in the regards to like making the list. You can not have that email. You might have to search for it again. So it's always nice to have that list just to reference. 
And as Jeff said, I think vouching goes a long way. Sometimes your mute, your friends want to like help you out, be like, yo, I got this record. Do you have anyone in mind that thinks they would get a kick out of this record? I'm like, oh, I know so-and-so on this label, send it off to him. And it's like, okay, yo, friend, do you have any music that you're sitting on? I can help you out. And it's like a trading of services down the road. So we talked about the graphic side of things. We talked about label side of things, even blog stuff. We lightly touch on that, but that sort of, I feel like with blogs and YouTube channels, that almost like comes to you. You don't, it's not like you yeah. actively searching for them. Say if you like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with hitting up like a hundred blogs or a hundred YouTube channels or even Spotify playlist. It's always a good way, good thing to do, but it's also good to just get that organic ex- like exposure, organic reach from just people loving the music. Um, that's those are my thoughts. Oh, on that. Has that has that worked for you? Have, have, like, is there any places that you've like reached out to in general, or is it been kind of more like? Yeah, it's been a back and forth. I think um, a little bit of both, like a balancing act with both. Sometimes I'll just reach out. For like my past releases, I've just like reached out. Spotify playlists I've just like found on Spotify or even just not so much YouTube channels recently. I mean, I'm probably going to start doing that again, like I said, even blogs right. do. But it's just like so, people just repost it because they like the music, like I said, just letting fair. it grow. I feel like rather than mm-hmm. I don't want to say force feeding, but, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that. I feel the, the biggest thing people are focusing around right now, at least. People want to know how to get on like Spotify playlists and need the whole package pretty much. That'd be like a, a distro kid release. So you would have your music, you'd have the artwork and the biography and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's ways to submit it on distro kid really easily. If you guys haven't done that, go to distro kid, sign up for it, submit your music to like playlists that way. It's so simple. And I don't think a lot of people take advantage of that service um, right now. Right. Highly recommend it. The nicer everything is compiled, the more chances you're going to get that this playlister looks at your thing and be like, oh, okay, this person spent the money to have nice artwork. This person spent the, the, the time and effort to make a really good quality song that kind of stands out from the rest. And like, mm-hmm. you see it like so much of this stuff that's just like, there's so much time, effort, and energy put into like one aspect of like the project or like whether it's just the music. And then everything else is just like kind of like, eh, so so. Like, treat the whole thing as, like, one giant cohesive package of the day. And then you'll you'll definitely have more, like, luck once you submit it to these these places for to be heard. And at that point, I think it kind of just snowballs. Like, mm-hmm. getting put on playlists, I, I gained, like, a couple thousand plays just from, like, one playlist. And that was just from reaching out. I, there was no payment involved. It was just, like, how to get on said playlist. And I just submitted in, like, a week yeah. and posted it. Those are, the be- those are the best playlists but you just don't like have to pay anything and that's like the preferred route nowadays it's just like you don't have to pay to be on a, any playlist I feel like oh, it oh. doesn't have to be like that with Spotify curators the official Spotify people I feel like pitching concisely is very key like talking about previous success you've had any like marketing plans you have and landing yeah just marketing plans um and for like indie playlists, usually a good method is like waiting before the track is live to pitch. Cause it's like most of the time you don't have the Spotify um, URL or the link to submit unless you, you reach out to the distributor early in advance. And DistroKid usually doesn't give that out unless you specifically like reach out to, to them. And it's like, that's preferred. 
I think, just waiting until it goes live for like these smaller playlists, which you can still get great amounts of traffic. Um, and even like with my Spotify playlist, some of them, most of it is just organic. It's like I don't, I didn't even have to do any work. Some bigger playlist person just like found some my two of my older songs in the past, like one or two of them. And it's just cool. like really it made a huge difference, and the algorithm did all the work to reach out to more people. So the yeah. algorithm, they know, <laughs> they know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you make a really good point that like people are like, how much do I need to pay? It's like, no, nah, you can do all this for free or right now at any given time. The, the information is out there. There's people out there. Good music will speak for itself. A good package of music will speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many times I've clicked on a song just because the artwork looks really cool. It's all visual uh-huh. nowadays. It's like people just want to see. I feel like people are gravitated towards like the visual aspect of things. Even mm-hmm. before they like, it's like, it, it's just marketing. It's like people visually want to see something that they like or like that's eye-catching and then they click on it. it's like oh that's cool and then they like oh i like this song too so lots of shapes people like shapes <laughs> people like shapes yeah at least that's what i've seen half the time is like soundcloud spotify it's just really cool geometry mm-hmm. but, and like bright colors too that's yeah depending on your visual aesthetic so that's a good good point as well in terms of piecing the puzzles together when it comes to your package um well that was a tongue twister find a color scheme that matches your aesthetic and brand so like choose like a primary color that represents your brand as a whole Mm -hmm. and then maybe like two or three secondary colors that kind of complement your very first color and let that be a part of your cover art or even your brand as a whole i think that is a really solid thing i've learned throughout the years i agree with that totally with that in mind we're all on lockdown here if you guys are listening to this everyone's inside go download a trial of photoshop go download a trial of iMovie or after effects and just mess around with it just like in our first podcast spend an hour in it a day or like a little bit and slowly you'll figure out that you can kind of create some really cool abstract stuff just like just by messing around and that might be your next cover art for all you know Take pictures from your iPhone and your Android, upload them there and make some cool stuff. You never know. Yeah. And also on that point, it's like if you outsource like a graphic designer or like an animator for video content, it's like you understand where they're coming from when it comes to visual, the like technical stuff visually. It's like, I want this specific thing. You can like give them feedback. Mm-hmm. It's always a team effort. But at the end of the day, your vision is like, only people can't read your minds right only like right showcase what you want exactly because those are like the main things you know just like making sure everything sounds good having visual package already set planning or um, scheduling your posts and like kind of having that all Uh, set you know show i can here's a fun tip that kind of passes people's mind um show your music and stuff to both producers and non-producers because mm. we are marketing our music to like a world audience and i feel like nowadays a lot of producers are biased where it's like they don't want to hurt each other's feelings and be like yeah your song has this right about or has this wrong about it. like we're very secure and like sensitive about our music so you want to kind of get a broader perspective of 
is my music ready to be marketed to like modern music right now? Does it have the same audio quality as it have it? And I think getting the feedback from both producers and non-producers really helps. It's just like some people have more open criticism versus like a bias, like, yeah, your snare is not loud enough. Like every producer can say that, but like, does it convey emotion versus like, yeah, does it get boring after a while? I think that's part of the preparedness. Feedback from many people is vital, I think, nowadays. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I do too. I send it off to like five or ten people, I think. Maybe even less. I, like between three to five, usually. If it's something like I'm really looking to do great on, I guess. Or having like... that, I have, I have Something that I feel confident in that I think will do well. Um, I can go off of that a little bit too. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um... Feedback-wise, I usually like to do, like, creative feedback, which is, like, everything, like, from the songwriting, from the um, sound design, even though that's, like, a mixing thing. That can definitely play a role in arrangement and everything with that um, arrangement. And just, like, overall, like, is this does, would this work for the average listener or anyone? Like, would, would anyone like this? And then technical feedback, like mixing, mastering, I usually like to do both. So I think... Doing both types of feedback will help, like, as for anyone, you know. So. For usual, just like the last one, get used to people telling you your song is sick. That, yeah. But some people, like, that's their reaction. Like That is their reaction, sure. yeah. Take that, like, because that wow, that wow factor. Some people don't know how to put these music production terms into their own words, I feel like. So they can only say this song is sick, or they can say, like, oh, I like this part. I like how, like melodic it is they can say that too that's usually like how they describe things i feel like which is good i agree you know, it's like it gives you feedback in the sense of like whether this song translates to like the the listener you know with that in mind it's our job as the artists to kind of let the listener know what we're looking be almost uh, whether it's be blunt or like just be open be like hey i'm looking for really critical feedback on this and this can you help me out with this like oh i'm looking does this make you feel some kind of way like don't you be like yo i'm looking for feedback and like end it at that be very the more clear you are with your audience and the person listening to it i'm the more like open they'll be to like receive uh receptive to giving you feedback on your track but i also think too one thing i like to do is like leave the feedback open don't even ask for anything and then you can like say later oh i wasn't really sure about this what do you think about this just to see if like anything else pops in their head without you like having to tell them to actively listen for this thing and maybe like not focus on the other feedback they could have missed it's kind of like leaving it open see what they come up with even things you could have never thought of you know a little bit both i think usually is the best i think yeah and then they find a circle that you trust people's ideas that like surround yourself with people that have a, a high vision in, in music that you trust with your music and people that like will push you too mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you can put that testimony under your track your track is sick <laughs> <laughs> right right what's mm-hmm. some other stuff so we got feedback preparedness artwork of photoshop um the whole adobe suite is really good uh you should start getting some Excel sheets or Word documents of lists of A and R or emails or like labels that you have in mind. That's the graphic designer stuff we kind of touched on that. 
graphic designers through either um, Indeed website. Craigslist has cool. Um, what were the ones that you were saying, Jeff? Yeah, Behance and um, mm-hmm. Deviant Art is another good source. De- and yes. Instagram too. Deviant so. Art, Instagram. Uh, most of the time, everyone's inside right now. Reach out to them. Send an email. I'm a I'm an upcoming artist or I'm an established artist looking for some artwork and just send them an email. And at that point, it's just being friendly and like, I got so like this X amount of budget. Are you open to commissions? I have this project. I'm looking to pitch it to so-and-so. Are you open to this idea? And then kind of that blossoms into a uh, project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Conversation project. Yeah. Um, I can go for that a little bit too. Um, yeah. I think when you craft your email to like those designers or artwork people i think what helps is having your like vision for like what is it going to look like what do you want it to look like in your like storyline or your narrative or like your artist project i guess you know yeah so as jeff said the, the more you have your vision altogether, the easier it will be for that artist to create what you have in mind just like yeah i, I just want this go wild Maybe they'll make something that's cool for you, but like it might be completely different from what you first expected. And that's almost like it can go in your favor, but it can also waste a lot of time. The more prepared you are, whether it's like a storyboard or like color schemes that you have and you send out to these artists, the quicker and more professional you'll get this product back. Mm-hmm. And that comes with trial and error. Like I've had stuff completely cave and crash because I, I had no idea what I wanted. I'm like, yeah, just draw whatever you want. Free reign it. I'm like, this has nothing, like, was never even close to what I wanted in the first place, solely for the fact that I didn't, like, express it in the very beginning. Having a vision, yeah. And then I've had projects that are like, this color scheme, these designs, these shapes, here's some reference pictures that I I did some research on. References, yeah. Uh, And there was like, I got the coolest cover art back in a week, and it saved me a lot of money, too, because I saved them time. Like one of my artworks, I think, or two of them. Like I specifically said, I want it to be like a cityscape. I want it to be like a person in there. I want it to be like futuristic. I, these are like the vibes I'm going for. And like off of inspirations like Blade Runner and all that stuff. And then there's also um, color schemes too, like you said. Mm-hmm. Kind of like even portraying like what is the song about? Like if, it, if, if yep. there is a vocal or if there is no vocal, it's just like what does the track portray and what emotions does it give even if you have a storyline you can even say like what where does this song fit in the storyline give the designer a sense of like where to start even you know if you're talking about professionalism you guys should start having an interest in contract just because someone's making something for you doesn't mean there's gonna be legality so yes cover your end with contract if we're talking about being preparedness You're going to have contracts involving your music. You're going to have contracts involving your artwork. So much of the things. Read up on it. We can drop some links below when this video is over of some, like, Mm -hmm. outline, I guess, what's what I'm trying to find, Uh, some template contracts, I guess. Artist contract is going to be be different, say, a graphic design stuff and who owns the rights to that. You're going to want to have that all kind of figured out down the road so you're not, like, shall your song pop off and blow up. All of a sudden, all this money's coming in and it's just like, oh, the graphic designer owns this, you get nothing. It's like, that can happen. So you guys gotta be kind of careful. Yeah. And usually graphic design work is usually commission-based. Now it's like a one-time fee, I feel like. Persona brands, think of like, say like the Skrillex triple slash. Like Mm -hmm. artists can trademark that logo and they'll own the rights to it. And if you make merchandise for that, 
technically they will get a share of that. So you got to kind of figure that out. Oh, interesting. You're working with. I didn't so know like, that. Mm-hmm. So like, here's a personal story. My my brand right now, the graphic artist, shout out Christina. Personal experience, we're trying to make it 50-50. Mm-hmm. She designed the logo. I'm going to be selling that for merchandise. She owns the logo. So like out of contract, without going too much default, we had to kind of communicate and figure out like the most fair deal. Yeah, for merchandise, yeah. So that can go with merchandise, that can come with EPK designs, that can go with logo designs. If an artist makes your logo and it's all of a sudden projected in a commercial or like it's posted on... Live visuals even. Yeah, live visuals. That can, it can go in whoever's favor. You just got to cover your end. Yeah, it just depends on what they want to, I think. At yeah. the end of the day, it's, it's, it's uh, friendships and communication. Communication is vital. Win, yep. mm-hmm. Wins out. Find people that want you want to grow with and like push your art. Yeah. And even at the end of the day, we are in a business and you have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, also, there's also people that want to push good music and good art. And you got to surround yourself with those people. Exactly. There's also another point I want to make along the lines of contracts, vocalist contracts. You, you can even go, there's a different ways to go about it, I think, as far as like royalty splits. And I'm like still even figuring that out. What's the best way to do it? Because some vocalists are comfortable with like 60-40. Some just want 50-50. And it's like, what do you do? What do you not do? I'm, I'm like not entirely sure still, but I'm like figuring it out along the way. And it's like, and people want upfront payments too. So it's just, that's like, that's pretty self-explanatory there. I think you just pay it. So my go-to is as fair as possible. And that kind of just like sets morals aside and egos aside and whatnot. Just, this is the fairness. Here's the numbers and then move on from it. Like I've dealt with people that have tried to make it like 70, 30 and like whatnot, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, you just got to talk it out and make sure it's fair. And you're going to deal with these people. To whoever's listening whoever's watching there's people out there like that trust me exactly yeah because it's like some vocalists are just comfortable with like the 60 40 or anything and you're like okay yeah. and then you just kind of have to communicate like you said so that's just like doing your part at the end of the day like did they write the lyrics of the song did they self-record themselves that they have more credit on the song it's, it's all like who does what, what's fair, and that just comes up with you, whether it's... It's just like a fairness game, and I think it's like a moral code in the music industry. Be fair. Because at Icon, we were, like, taught 50-50 everything, right? Yeah, and I think that goes a long way. It's the most even thing. I agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. But as you said, if, if people do more so one thing than another, then, yeah, where credit is earned and deserved, give them that. It's, yeah, It's, it's totally. one track. Don't let it be... Don't let a number break your friendship and your relationships with when you're working with people yeah totally agree it's not the end all be all you know numbers mm-hmm. you know that's a huge thing i've seen friendships break that way that's a good point though i think if they like if they write um lyrics and like have truly put a lot of effort into it in vocals it should be 50 50 that's like mm-hmm. without a doubt and i'm sure people got their numbers i it's it's all subjective just yeah. talk it out with the people you're working with Write up a contract so that's official, so everyone's covered, and then keep writing music. You don't need to dwell on something for so long that it's going to yeah. break, make or break something. It's a great perspective, definitely, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you guys do rewatch this and you gain something for it and if something didn't make sense to you, please drop a comment below and we will elaborate it even more either in the next video or on to you guys personally to make sure that you guys understood the concepts 
or some like tips and tricks that you guys didn't fully understand quite yet. Be sure to follow BIOS Creative on all social media platforms. Keep on the lookout for more Spotify playlist stuff. We're working on some YouTube content. Totally. I hope you guys learned something. Likewise. And yeah, we will see you all uh, next time. Yeah, that's it. Have a good day, guys. See you later. Bye. Have an awesome day. Peace out. See ya.